0: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, really, here it is. We are looking for advice, but yet we're asking people who have never actually done it. It's like, don't go ask your Aunt Betty for marriage advice. And she's been divorced five times. Er, That's wrong. (laughs) Talk about not getting the result. Talk about not getting an answer that'll help you. Stop asking people who don't have the answer, don't have the experience and have never done it. So easy to want to find people who can help you and we get misconstrued in believing and thinking that that we can't trust ourselves I have a very simple hardcore life belief I don't ask broke people how to make money it's a very very simple simple way for me to gauge who do I ask what does that look like and is this the right person because at the end of the day I have to get the result one of the biggest mistakes I ever made in life is believing that I could do this whole thing on my own now I've talked a bit in the past about building a team building a team is good but i want to talk to you about investing in knowledge i know for a fact you know like coming from a place where i'm a woman of color it is so rare in my world to hear and see people who are investing in themselves and you know why and and it's not no fault to them it's really simple it's because for me and people i know shit we're just trying to the very first things we have to figure out how to flipping first master surviving we're still trying to figure out how to survive in some cities in some places and i say some like it's a few. It's not. I would say the majority. It's not that I wasn't willing to invest in myself. I think it was two things. One, I had never seen anybody do it. Two, I didn't understand what that meant. I mean, I was going to church and tithing, giving me my little 10%. But lo and behold, did I not realize that my 10% was going into an abyss? Now, I'm not knocking people who decide to choose to tithe. But I'll tell you this, of all the time that I invested in tithing, I can remember the times having tithe, going back to the church and saying, hey, I'm being beaten. Hey, we're going to bed hungry. Hey, it's me, Jada and Maya. You know, there was one time I actually went to a church and gosh, I I don't want to put this church on black, but this is real for me because I thought by tithing that I was investing, that I was pouring into myself. And yes, in theory, I was investing in the kingdom of God and progressing that work. But in the middle of life, I was dying like every flipping fiber in my body was dying. I was crumbling on the inside. I can remember one time I lived in Broward County in Florida. It's me, Jada Maya. Maya is still in my hands. She's little and I felt numb. Like emotionally, I was completely done. And this is, this isn't an era where I'm still married. My husband is running the streets. I can't find him and I'm not looking to be quite honest with you. I can't find him and I'm not looking. It's me, Jada Maya. I can't keep a job. I was making $10 and 22 cents an hour, but because I have pancreatitis, they let me go. It's disaster world and i am just kind of hanging on by a thread you ever have a moment where you're just emotionally and mentally you're just hanging on by a thread i went to this mega church i can remember this shit like it was yesterday because i didn't tithe all the time but i had tithe in my past for a long time so in my limited thinking at that time in the concept of investing in myself which was my knowledge at that moment I went to the church, and Jada, Maya, and I had not eaten for a minute. I was crying every, like, I feel like every six hours sobbing in pain. I was just done with life. And I head into the church, and I say to the woman behind the counter, I'm like, hi, I attend the church, and she doesn't know me, of course. But I'm like, I come every week. The kids are in youth group, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like Tuesday morning, and I'm like, can I talk to somebody? I need a counselor. I, I need somebody. And she's like, sure, do you have an appointment? And I was like... No, I don't really have an appointment, but I've been typing all this time and I come and I help sometimes and and before I got to this church, I was at another church where I did all types of things and I helped all the time and I thought this was all like one kind of kingdom of God thing. So, can you just help me maybe? And I'll never forget, you know, she's nice. She leaves me there, she walks to the back, she goes and gets this counselor or she gets someone who's in the back in the office. And she gets this person that's in the office and they come out and someone keeps the kids and I walk in the back and the person asks me what's going Going on, and I explain to them what's happening. My husband, my ex-husband, he's actually my husband at this point. But all of the trauma and we're just in such a bad place. And I'm just so lost. Like, I'm crazy in my head. And the person says to me, they listen. They're like, oh, my God, this sounds like a lot, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, OK, let's pray. And they prayed with me. And I opened my eyes and I was like, OK, what happens next? And then they are like, I'm going to continue to pray for you. And I'm like, wait, what? I walk Yo, I will never forget that feeling because even as I ah, even as I think about it, I wanna well up with tears because I remember that feeling of, are you kidding me? I've invested forever and ever and ever into this thing. And you're not gonna help me? I actually came here to ask for help and you're not gonna help me? They walk me out to the front and the lady who's behind the counter, you know what she did? She gives me a twenty-five dollar gift card to win Dixie. I'll never forget this. I'm looking at this card. I was angry. I was upset. I felt lost because I'm like, God, you left me. It was it was a tough moment for me because I didn't know what to turn to next. And it kept me in a place from not wanting to invest in anything especially me so that was me investing in the spiritual side of me i hope this makes sense because whether you're investing yourself physically spiritually mentally and i say mindset wise or financially it doesn't change the fact that you have to invest in you somewhere but because of that early experience, I became reluctant to invest in anything like that again. Like, I wasn't going to invest in people. I wasn't going to invest in myself. That just wasn't going to happen. I was scarred. If You're sitting out there. If you're sitting there and you're listening to this with me and, like, we're, we're here together. I just want to tell you, like, I don't care if you've been scarred in the past. I'm telling you. And whether it's spiritually like me or financially with a business coach or you went to a gym, at, like, I don't care. What I'm telling you right now is you got to invest in you. It took me, man, that must be like 2004 or 5. I was so not going to invest. And it took me all the way to after Kayla was born. That's like 2010, 2011, to be willing to entertain that. Now, after this space... I leave this place of being this broke, angry, frustrated single mom. And yes, I fast forward. I get to a place where I've built a handful of multiple six-figure businesses. Then I build a multiple seven-figure business. But trust and believe, there was a lot of heartache. There was a lot of pain. There was a lot of tear. And God, there was a lot of blood. Boy, I hit my head so many times getting shit wrong. I hit my head so many times. I alienated people. I worked long hours. I missed days with the kids. I don't want anyone to think it was a walk in the park. And yeah, there were some great, amazing chapters, but boy, it wasn't easy. When I made the very first investment myself, it was like 2010-11. And I won't talk about it in this how I came to make the investment, but I don't want you to think I was sitting in a room and someone made an offer and I went to the back of the room. Actually not. I realized that I was making six figures. I was doing six figures, but I was kind of hovering in this space. Right. Like I was consistently plus or minus ten, twenty thousand dollars. I was making six figures. I was living a good life. But I was like, I really don't understand this whole business thing. The business part of this stuff is like painful. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand how to build a team i didn't understand like what i was doing versus what people who actually owned a business was doing like i thought we were all doing the same stuff but i was like no mother effer you're just selling you're just selling stuff stop selling just stop only selling stuff and go build a business so i m- make a decision i hunt on the internet like for me at this time the internet's like a new thing i have not gotten on the bubble i am not dot comed. i am very much so like sheet of paper and a pen still and I get on the Internet and I start doing research because I said I need to learn how to actually how do what don't I know? That was actually it. Here's what I looked for. I looked for someone who had a way bigger game than I had. And at that time, who I respected. Those were the two criterias. I needed to look at someone who was living the life that I wanted to live. And then I needed to go be near that person, period. And then I needed to learn from that person. So inside of this, I make a decision to invest in myself and my first investment amount with $10,000. It was a scary thing for me and it was a lot of money. It was a lot of money because I didn't even have like $200 in the bank or maybe $500. Like, yo, I made $17 and then I spent 18 maybe $19. Like I for sure did not have this together, but I knew that I what I didn't know and I didn't want to, I didn't want to not get there. So I make the investment. Fast forward. I hit a million dollars that year. I didn't work with a coach, though. I don't want you to think that like at that moment I hired a coach. You know, I think first, in all transparency, it was just being open. It was almost like being exposed to what I didn't know and then watching someone else who's playing a higher game, watching how they play. You know, this concept that proximity is power is really a big deal. Proximity really is power. And just watching and being near business owners and other people who made way more money than I did, like, man, it changed everything for me i think it's the sole reason today why i fast forward here we are what eight nine years later having sold a company bought out my competitors I mean, I've done a lot of things in business since then, which I'm proud of, a lot of lessons. I mean, in the last nine years, there's been a lot of business lessons, but it's the reason why today I run a mastermind of some sort. In our business model, I'll always have some form of a mastermind, and it's simple because I knew what I needed. Once you're over six figures, like you absolutely, and I don't care if you're like pushing 250 or 850, and damn it, if you're over a million dollars, like faux show, you absolutely need to be in a place where you can interact with other people who are just like you for twofold. One, it's hard to make friends when you're the CEO and you're running a company. Yes, you have great employees and team members, but to really call them your friends is not always so easy. Depending on the kind of business you run, you may not even have a communication line with them. The second is that it's easy to fix things on the outside, but it's the inside of us as CEOs running a big game that really allow us to move the needle and tap into the creativity that we need to really do the damn thing. Number three, I would say wholeheartedly, it's because you get to learn at an accelerated pace. I mean, having one on one with me as I run around the world, i say run around the world, fly around the world, hop, skip tumble around the world (laughs) you know you can put whatever uh whatever verb you want but now having sold a company and i've built a movement around the world called do the damn thing in a very short period of time and it's not necessarily oh we reach x amount of revenue or people because we can put things like that but i'll tell you we've got a stupidly strong community and i'm proud of it I'm very proud of it. None of it would have happened had I not taken the first steps, invested in myself, gathered like-minded people. So what makes our community different is that I'm not after hunting for people's intellectual space. I'm totally after people's emotional space, who they are in their hearts. And that's why we have black, white, yellow, red, and all people in between. 25, 45, 75. It's pretty damn dope. Male, female. That's what happens when you take step number one, which is investing in yourself. You should be investing in yourself like all the time. You invest in yourself in whatever level that you feel like you can maintain. And I don't care if it's a book and then it's a ticket to an event and then it's working with someone, but somehow there needs to be something that is allowing you to move you forward. And it doesn't have to be skill-wise. It could just be your cognitive. It could just be your level of consciousness. All of my private clients this past month All of them read Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. And I got to tell you, like, hands down, it's like everyone would look. Why would you have business owners who are doing multiple six and seven figures read a book by a comedian? Because it's like your level of consciousness allows for you to be a true creator. And CEOs were meant to be creators. CEOs are visionaries. CEOs need to keep saying visionaries are the only people that I believe on this planet who are going to actually change the world. They're the only people who have the capacity to create in a place where things are stalled, where problems seem to be cycled, where people are suffering. And so for me, I feel like if I can plant this one important, like stupidly important seed, which is invest in you and what to invest in and how to find the person to invest, look at some, look at the person who you want to live, be like, feel like and then go invest there. And wherever it is, get as close to that thing or person as you possibly can. And how long do you do it until you become their equal? Man, have I told you how glad I am that you're here? Like real talk. Have I flippin' told you how glad I am that you are here? You have listened. This is the part of the show where I say, go follow us, go find us, go follow us, go stalk us. But just make sure that we're connected. Head to do the damn thing.tv, do the damn thing. Dot life, or just go hang out on, on TiffanyLargy.com. If we are not friends on Facebook, if you have not liked our Instagram page, go do that because you're going to want to see what we're doing, how we're doing and how we're doing the damn thing daily.